Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio 610 presents... The Drive with Sterner and Hughley with the biggest stories of the day. It's the Big Three at Three. Number one. In for Ron Hughley, I'm Sean Bajani. Clint Sterner here. Tyler Miller producing, doing his thing. It is the Big Three at Three on a championship weekend, a football Friday. Chiefs and Ravens kick things off for the first game on Sunday, 2 o'clock kick. Uh, the Ravens, a couple of newsy notes, have activated their tight end. Uh, Mr. Andrews, the guy that they thought was going to play against the Texans, had practiced the week leading up to. They decided to hold him out, and I think the thought was, and man, what an insult, right? They were like, eh, we don't need him for the Texans. Give him an extra week or Whew. two, get healthy, bring him back for the uh, AFC Championship game. Well, that's what the Ravens are doing uh, with their tight end. As for the Chiefs, their running back, Isaiah Pacheco, is listed as questionable. I think he missed practice yesterday. I don't worry about guys that have a lot of tread on their tires in a given season this time of year because they're probably going to get, quote-unquote, rest days, you know, even though they are banged up a little bit. Um, Chiefs do have a guard that, uh, has he been declared out, Joel Thune? Out. Done. Okay, he is out for sure. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Decision has been made, Chief. This was the latest from Adam Schefter. The Chiefs have officially ruled out. Yeah, you're right. Joe Joe Thune, uh, Derek Nandi, Sky Moore, Prince Tega Winogo. Uh, They also were listing Isaiah Pacheco, Willie Gay, and Kadarius Toney as questionable for Sunday's game. So that's the latest from the Chiefs' side of things per Adam Schefter via Twitter. Uh, I'll give you a little nugget before we get to the Lions and uh, Niners uh, injury update here. Since 2000, home teams in conference title games, 30-14. and Keep in mind, the Ravens will be hosting the Chiefs. Uh, New territory for the Chiefs in recent years, at least in the Patrick Mahomes era. Not too used to being on the road for AFC Championship games, but I thought that number is pretty damn impressive. Uh, for home teams, and of course, both home teams this weekend are favorites. Next up on the Big Three. Big Three at three, number two. Let's get right to it. Next game, Sunday, Lions, 49ers, 530-ish kick, right? Buy the kneecap off. <laughs> yeah, the kneecappers, man. Let's go. I'm looking forward to it. uh, Top-scoring defense, Clint, in the 49ers and the Lions, a top-five scoring offense. Who bends, who breaks? That's going to be an interesting one to to watch this weekend again, no doubt. Absolutely, man. This is um, 
my, I'm split here, man. My heart and my head, right? I mean, I, there's so many reasons why I want to see the Lions go to the Super Bowl. And, and ultimately, I'd like to see the Lions win a Super Bowl, if I'm being completely honest. Dan Campbell. Wouldn't hate that. Jared Goff. Uh, Aaron Glenn. I mean, all, all, yeah. all these. Uh, Frank Ragnall with my Arkansas ties. Great dude. I mean, I mean, it, it, when it comes to uh, offensive linemen and what you want in an offensive lineman, Frank Ragnow is, is, is that dude. Um I mean, so many reasons why I would like to see the Lions win it all. Uh, the NFC Championship this weekend and the Super Bowl. But um, I'll be honest with you, I, that that um, that 49ers team, and I'm going to say this, with or without Debo Samuel, I mean, I, I, Debo Samuel obviously is a game changer, but with or without him, I like the 49ers in, in this ballgame. Yeah, it's... I... That's not different than what I've heard leading up. I mean, it's hard to bet against the 49ers. There's no doubt about that. But Debo Samuel, by the way, by all indications, appears to be a full go this weekend. Uh, Frank Ragnow seems to be good to go for the Lions. Um, That's a tough one. From a historical standpoint, you know, what the Lions accomplished this season in this build under Dan Campbell the last three seasons – been really cool. I mean, they won their first division title since, like, God knows when. 32 years, I think is what it was. Is it 32? Yep. It was a long time. I, I thought I was going to... I was going to go longer. I thought it was longer than that. But, maybe it was uh, a playoff game 32 maybe. years ago because they did win a home playoff game as well. So I, I could be I could be off. I think there. it's her first what uh, season of 12 wins in that in that time span too. 30, yeah. 32 years, something like that. I mean, they've got a lot of firsts. They're a historical franchise because of that. Because they've been like the place people go to die. You know, in their football careers, like to well, me, in my mind, nice about Detroit. they haven't been relevant since Barry Sanders, you know, like routinely like relevant, like a team that you want to watch, you want to pay attention to. And even under Barry Sanders, I mean, they weren't doing squat. They weren't winning playoff games. Right. I mean, I think that's part of the reason why Sanders at the age of 30 decided to say deuces, man. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to get my ass kicked over here. We ain't even doing nothing about it. Um. So, yeah, Lions. But I got to tell you this much. I'm a Ravens fan this weekend. I'm a Ravens fan this weekend. 100%. There's no doubt about it. They beat the Texans. They beat our team. I want them to win. I want them to go to the Super Bowl. I want them to win the Super Bowl, I think. You get to that point, I don't know if I really care too much, if it's Ravens and Lions especially, but... Yeah, no, I don't like your line of thinking, Sean. I don't like your line of thinking, man. I'm typically one of those guys. I'm typically, and I don't know when you want to discuss this, but... uh, I'm typically one of those guys that I would like for the team that beats my team to be the champion. So you can say, hey, well, you know, the team that we lost to, the only team we lost to in the playoffs when it mattered the most was was the eventual yeah. champion. Uh, that's where I'm at. I'm not. The Texans ain't the Texans aren't there yet for me to be to 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 have that that particular What do you mean mindset. not there yet? Like that's your team. You grew up a, a, a that, that, fan well, of football in Houston. I, the Texans weren't here. I mean, I was in I Houston. Was in the yeah, 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 look, look, look. Relax a little bit, man. No, I can't because I, I I think I know what you're going to do. Here. The Texans were weren't a Super Bowl contender. Like there, there's no there 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 was never a thought in my mind is like, man, this team's going to make a run at a Super Bowl. Wow, dude. That is when I want the team that beat my team that didn't allow my team to win a Super Bowl that 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 you know turned my dreams to nightmares. That's when I'm a firm believer in. Whatever squad beat my squad, I want to run. I, want, I, want I mean, to they were there last weekend. They had a shot. 
They they yeah. they had an opportunity. Oh, you, I mean, you, they got to play a game. They weren't good enough. I mean, they weren't nowhere. They, they, they weren't they got, anywhere near good They got embarrassed. Yeah. They, they 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 got embarrassed, and hopefully it was a little motivation for for D'Amico and and Nick. I'm I'm sure. riding I'm riding the Chiefs this weekend, boys. I'm coming over to Ron Hughley's Stop. way of thinking. Uh, I'm a uh, protractor out there. Chiefs Kingdom, man. I'm 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 riding I'm riding the Chiefs band. I, I think the Chiefs get it done this weekend. Gross. I think the Chiefs that get it done. Gross. Chiefs 49ers, man, is what this thing's going to look like. I, I hope we get Chiefs uh, Detroit Lions, but I believe it's going to be Chiefs 49ers. The Chiefs are a team that scares me, but I, and I don't think people still give them enough respect because they're not blowing the brakes off of everybody they play. Like recently, they've been struggling. Mahomes yep. has turned the ball over. Uh, they're not the Chiefs teams of years past, and I think people are – sliding them to a degree. And if they're not sliding them, they're certainly hoping that they get their teeth kicked in this weekend by the Ravens, which I think they will. I know teeth it was a Texans team. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Absolutely. This Ravens team, I know it was against the Texans, and we talked about how overmatched the Texans really were. I and mean, we spent a week talking about the game. You did. I know it. And I know you could never really buy into the Texans I felt actually good having a chance. Reason. I felt good for some reason. I think you talked yourself into feeling bet, a little bit. I actually bet on it. Well, I bet on plus 10, I mean, but I bet actually bet on it. <laughs> I mean, you could go a lot of different ways with that, but I I don't, I really don't see there being more of a complete team out there at this stage than the Baltimore Ravens. Offense, defense, and just explosiveness. People are going to talk a lot about the historical angle of this like what Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have typically done against the Chiefs I think he's one in three all time right along with everybody else so is Josh Allen yeah but the Chiefs ain't the Chiefs man they're not the same Chiefs this year the Ravens are doing something they're they're in the same place that they've been all the other years so we'll we'll see man we'll see I like I've just I've just I'm through I'm, I'm through I'm through betting against the Chiefs man I'm through with it sorry all right all right next up on big three 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 three. Number three. Here we go. The Falcons have hired Raheem Morris. And uh, according to reports, uh, Raheem Morris, along with their general manager, Terry Fontenot, will report directly to owner Arthur Blank on all football matters. Rich McKay remains the CEO of AMB Sports Entertainment. Greg Beatles remains the team president and will continue overseeing all day-to-day business operations. That's all the real newsy stuff. But I'm going to tell you this much. <laughs> The Falcons, man, made me nervous as hell. Bobby Slowick yeah. made me nervous as hell. What was it? Yesterday, Slowick meets at Arthur Blank's house with the CEO, with the general manager, yeah. and it's think you're thinking like, oh hell. <laughs> Bobby. We gotta get ready for Gerard Johnson to slide in from quarterback coach to OC and play caller here. Getting way too ahead of ourselves, like we do. Yeah. Thank God we don't have to worry about that. At least absolutely. in Atlanta. At least in Atlanta. A- absolutely. Thank God we don't have to. I'll tell you what I, what I like, what, what's kind of surfaced. And maybe this has always happened, and I'm just paying more attention to it now. Um, I really like the way that the Titans really laid out who's, who's answering to who. Mm-hmm. Just like the Atlanta Falcons just laid out who's answering to to who? Hell, the Titans went a step further, and 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 they listed on social media, I believe it was, they listed the the who who, who 
the name, their responsibilities, did. and who they were reporting to. And who do they report to? Oh, Amy. Of course. Come on, man. Whatever. Of course, of course they report to her. And of course she wanted them to put that out on she social. She owns the team. Because, yeah, but she's <laughs> she's been a pompous ass like the whole way through. Y'all you know? get off Amy's back, man. <laughs> no, nah, there ain't no getting off of her back. She's she, a turd, bro. She's saying, like, bring it on. Bring it on. She's doing that. Have y'all thing. ever met her? No, I don't need to. I don't need to. <laughs> I don't want to. No, no, no. You're to. a turd. <laughs> Speaking of turds, you have turd list today? Well, we that, usually do that... it on Thursdays, but I, th- I don't think Ron was liking it. I think he eliminated it. You got the boot, He huh? eliminated turd list? I don't know. We haven't talked about it, but it, I came back from Vegas, and, and the, the reoccurring segments list for our show, <laughs> turds was gone. You got wiped. Was it I got really? deleted. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, that, it, it may have been that, accidental. No, that, it had to be accidental. Sean, did you do that? You're, you're the, you're the jackass that deletes stuff. I, no, uh, no way. I've taken over the no, bottom section no, no, of the rundown. No, you had a trophy and everything. That, yeah, that, I got the, it right here. Tyler's turd list does not get does not get nixed without a conversation being had. I don't know, man. I don't Absolute, think Ron likes it. Absolutely, I, I think he loves it. Actually, uh, you know, but we, but regardless, like Tyler's turd list doesn't get nixed just just without a conversation. Maybe maybe okay. we can, maybe we'll exclude you from the conversation, but, but not dirty. <laughs> I mean, no way. Not Tyler's I mean, turd. Come up with your turd list. We're doing it at the five o'clock hour. I was gonna say there's two and a half hours plus left of the show. Ron's not here, and he might be a candidate to have made said turd list. Hey, y'all don't, we y'all don't put that. Y'all don't put so, that on. Y'all don't shoot. put that on my boy Ron until he <laughs> nah. until he says it. If we're being honest, well, hold on. Did you delete it? No, I didn't delete okay. it. Okay. Well, Tyler's obviously. The guy that did not delete it, a, I did not delete it. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I don't know, and I will bet a I will bet a good amount of money that Ron Ugly did not delete purposefully, and he might not have did not delete and 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 uh. take Tyler's turds. Now, unless somebody told him to, Parker, <laughs> Boss Smith said, "All right, did, we got to get you, rid of these did, turds." Did you have, you not like the turd trophy that Tyler had of gold, the golden turd? He's out here giving away golden turds. No, hell no. I, no I'm just no, gonna no, say no, though, geez. man. The that, la- no, that's last, got legs. Last turd list we had. I mean, I stare at y'all for four hours a day through this glass. Yeah, I didn't think Ron was feeling it. But yeah, that I'm not, he, me. May, he may have not felt your one of your turd lists, <laughs> but I'm just telling this you. Is, I'm just telling you. We'll hey. talk to him. I won't jump to conclusions. Right, I, y'all, ain't, y'all ain't putting that on Ron. This I, is I don't, I don't no, believe, no, you're it. Right, I don't you're believe right. it to be true. This is y'all's show, but I will just make a recommendation that if he ain't feeling it, if I was you, Tyler, I would make damn sure he feel my wrath <laughs> and put his ass on the turd list when you bring that back in the 5 o'clock hour. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Let me put a wrap on this. Uh, Coaching changes around the league uh, since the Falcons hired Raheem Morris. Uh, Carolina's job is sewed up. They hired the uh, OC from the Bucs, Dave Canales, if you have not heard yet. Uh, Of course, his short but very impressive resume, rehabbing the career of Baker Mayfield uh, this past season. Uh, It's pretty an impressive one in Tampa Bay. In the meantime, the Commanders and the Seahawks, only two head coaching jobs that remain open, and you have the likes of Ben Johnson, Mike Vrabel, and Bill Belichick uh, remaining. Pete Carroll would be one. He's obviously not going back to Seattle. I need to get that Washington job off the board before I feel completely comfortable that Bobby Slowick's not going anywhere. By the way, so yeah, I agree with you. That's that's one for me, man. That's um, the 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 tie with the. Their general manager being hired a couple weeks back out of the 49ers yeah, system. What's his name? Uh, Peters. Ain't got it. Um, but I, I just, I just they know were that together in there. Frisco together. Yeah, 
Yeah, man. And, and Adam Peters. If if Bobby is is, is as good of, of a head coach candidate as obviously Atlanta thought and some of these other these other organizations thought, um, boy, you got to believe that guy that was in the building with him for for you know a period of time would would damn sure be interested. Yeah, well, and he's got familiarity with the city. You know, he started his NFL yeah. coaching career in Washington, so there's that. Uh, he was on the defensive side of the ball then, but. I need to get that one crossed off. I mean, one of these guys, whether it be Ben Johnson, Pete Carroll, Belichick, whoever, they need to nab that job before I feel good about Bobby Slowick coming back and being the OC play caller for year two with your Houston Texans. That's going to do it for the big three at three. Coming up next, the Astros to watch in the first half of the season uh, and the biggest questions heading into spring training. It's just around the corner. That's next. He's Clint Sean in for Ron Tyler Milner at Sports Radio 610. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. And for Ron Hughley, Sean Bajani, alongside Clint Sterner, Tyler Milner producing, and you, if you'd like to be a part of the show, 713-572-4610. You can hit us up on the text line. Appreciate you checking us out on Twitch and YouTube as well. Uh, spring training, Clint, right around the corner. We just uh, talked earlier about one of the newest additions of the Astros, Dana Brown, making it happen this week with Josh Hader coming in to be a badass in the back end of the bullpen, presumably the new Astros closer. But, hey, we'll see. I don't even care how they do it with Hader, Presley, and uh, Abreu back there. I want him to go sign Naris right now and lock up the sixth inning, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, can we get that done? Can you get? Can you just have an impulse buy on that one too, Dana? Like, just just get it done, please. Spring training, uh, what, less than three weeks away. 
February 14th is when uh, Astros pitchers and catchers report. First workout set for the 19th of February. And then, bada-bing, bada-boom, games, 30-game schedule. Regular season will be here before you know it, and you open a four-game homestand to start the season with the Yankees on March 28th. I'm excited, but so many questions uh, to have answered between now and then. I have a feeling you're more concerned about the pitching because that was a major point of contention, a big question all season last year, obviously into the postseason. Pitching has got to be the thing. Sure, you'd like some particular guys to hit better (laughs) than they did, but I feel like pitching is like your A number one. I'm not going to get... I'm not going to get Ron Ugly before I need to get Ron Ugly. I'm not going to get concerned. I'm not going. I'm not going to. I'm not going to worry and stress about it, right? Um, but I, I do think I don't know about you guys, but but as I watch early season baseball, the topic of most of my conversations are who's performing well, who's not, what moves might your team make at the All Star break. What what does what moves does do the Astros Dana Brown? What moves do they need to make? Uh, at at the All Star break, I mean, at at the uh, trade deadline, what mm-hmm. what does what does the squad look like? And I I, I think that that to your point, Bajani, a, a lot of those conversations revolve around pitching because it's so many moving parts, right? They're, they're, you you can never have enough, right? Um, so yeah, it, the, the conversation starts there, um, you know, and and, and I I think there are a couple of guys that we need to keep an eye on as it pertains to do the Astros need to add a middle-of-the-pack to top-line starter in this rotation. I mean, you've got Framber Valdez and you've got Justin Verlander who really, short of injury or wills just completely coming off, that's your one-two, any way you slice it. Mm-hmm. Ver's going to be Ver. Beyond that, I think you've got some guys that have shown a lot of talent and could probably get it done, but could also continue to be inconsistent, continue to be not be ready, and the Astros need to make a move. And so the first half of the season, the, the first part of the season leading up to the All-Star break, leading up to the trade deadline, I think this thing from a pitching perspective is about Christian Javier and Hunter Brown. Yeah. Yeah, Javier's a huge one, right? Yeah. Um, you know, Hunter Brown... He started off the season last year like mowing him down. I think yep. he had like three shutouts, like his first five starts where he'd went six or seven innings of shutout baseball, and then it was just kind of, you know, him and Hobb. But yeah. Well, the thing is with those two guys to me. He's young. I think he can get it together. Well, well yeah. I mean, they're, they're, both of those guys are relatively young, right? Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. And, and so they, they've my, – my point with those two guys is more of if if – the stars, they become more consistent. They figure it out. They've got the stuff to be like a nasty number three starter. Mm-hmm. I mean, nasty three starter in a rotation. Um, but they've also got the tendency to be inconsistent. Or in Hunter Brown's spot, you know, for whatever reason, it just it was a long season last year for him. It was. For for whatever season, his role changed dramatically once the playoffs hit. Right, And I understand. I'm, we're, I'm just not going off in the weeds with why or how. And Well, but he hit an inning threshold sure. you know, that he had not hit before. Right. I mean, that was a milestone in his career. And we talked about the same thing with a guy like J.P. France yep. last season, too. Well, that, they that, they were asked to deal. pitch a lot more. That, that's the deal for me, though, Johnny, is when you look at 
like J.P. France. I like him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I like him. But at the end of the day, when you watch J.P. France, do you go, yeah, that's your three-hole starter and we're good, let's ride? Uh, not a, I don't see three right now out of that guy, but I see a really I mean, really in, in, good... a, in a pinch, in a pinch, he, he would work. But my, my point is, is like the other two guys just have a whole point. different level. Huh? <laughs> you remember last year he yeah, was at one point. Yeah, right, before Verlin. <laughs> but but the, you know, the, the point is, is... Boy, there's that, there's that, that like elite stuff with them other two guys. That if they, if they could figure some things out and take the next step, mm-hmm. boy, you could not only be dominant in seven, eight, nine with this bullpen, you could have a surplus of starters. Really, I mean, if guys get healthy, seven or eight starters, right? But boy, if if one of those two, if not both of them, step up and and kind of take that next step in development and maturity and and and. Take the take the rain, take the bull by the horn, so to speak, in yeah. that in that three and four hole starter. Holy cow, man! Yeah, it could be special. I, I, but if it, they don't, if they don't, oh my gosh! Like, yeah, what are you doing when it comes to the trade deadline uh, in two thousand and twenty four? That's July thirtieth, and here is my problem with that. Right off the cuff, is we've talked about Justin Verlander, Framber Valdez, Christian Javier, Hunter Brown, Jose Urquidy, J.P. France I mentioned, right? Yep. I mean, those are all guys that started baseball games for you last season. Well, you're getting Luis Garcia back at some point this year. You're getting Lance McCullers, presumably, across everything you have to cross. (laughs) That Lance McCullers comes back and pitches (laughs) for the Astros this year. But they're both slated to be like around June, July kind of guys where they're going to make their debuts. They had their Tommy John surgeries within a few weeks of each other this past season in May and in June. I think it was Garcia in May and McCullers in June. So 12 to 13 months from that point, that's what you're looking at. So maybe even beyond the trade deadline. My fear is, well, what if Javier still isn't right? What if Brown hasn't taken the next step? What if J.P. France was a flash in the pan? Um, What if Verlander's really struggling? You know, they're going to have to answer a lot of questions in terms of load management with him early in the season. They play 38 games in the first 40 days. (laughs) You're not going to want to be pitching him every fourth day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah. So my fear is, we get to the point where we're wanting Dana Brown to be aggressive, go out, get a dude. Offense is clicking. We're good, but the Rangers are good. The Mariners are good. Like, it's a tough division this season again. And, man, we need a dude or two. Don't worry. We got Luis coming back. Don't worry. We got Lance coming back. All of a sudden now you're going to put all of your eggs in the basket of two guys that are coming off of Tommy John surgery, one in Lance McCullers that's having his – Coming off of the second in the last, what, five years? That's some scary stuff, man. And I I don't want the Astros to find themselves in that pickle. It is imperative that at least two of those guys that we discussed in Christian Javier, Hunter Brown, J.P. France, Jose Urquidy, find a way to put it together. That's the only answer that's incorrect, Sean. What? The, the the we're gonna wait on Lance McCullers and we're gonna wait on Luis Garcia. I know it's scary. Look, I'm not bo- saying bo- do both it. Both of those guys at this point in time, Luis Garcia, because more 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 really from a numbers perspective, you have so many guys. But Lance McCullers, he is he is luxury. Lance, if he comes back and boy, he is becoming more and more luxury the longer he stays injured. If he comes back, so be it. But it, it should have absolutely no bearing on 
the on Dana Brown's decisions of what they do at the trade deadline. I know, but you're also paying him $85 million for five years, and he ain't pitched a lick of it yet. Th- those two guys, th- th- in fact, to me, those two guys not coming back until either right at or maybe even after the trade deadline makes it even more imperative that Christian Javier and Hunter Brown, that you know who the hell they are so you know what moves you got to make. To, to hell with that! Uh, yeah, th- those two guys are, are non-factors as it pertains to what the Astros. It's a hell of trade. a it's a hell of a time uh, constraint that the Astros could be facing because, I mean, we might be looking at a situation where there's glowing reports and you're feeling really good about it, you know, and Lance is finally going to contribute. Luis is looking better than ever, and then no, ain't no report. Ain't no report Lance can give right now make me feel better. And that's a thing I've you got to see it. I've heard them all right here on on the drive. Right, and nobody's gotta, throwing on flat ground yet. 80, 80 feet flat ground. Chief. Eighty feet. Yeah, that was eighty a feet a flat ground. All fastballs. No, he's not. No off speed. Not. He's not mixing in any breaking balls. Uh, he's he's not on on a bump. No. We ain't gonna get to that uh, Michael Brantley situation with him. Where two weeks, couple of days, he'll be ready. Then this day, and then don't 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 you disrespect uh, Brantley like that. <laughs> I'm just saying. What, I love Lance. What his I, fault? I, I, I mean, they oversold his availability. <laughs> Look, they're non-factors in this conversation, Johnny. <laughs> You're Bang right. Tear. You're right. The Astros, beyond Michael Brantley, beyond Luis Garcia, beyond Lance McCullers, are good enough to be in that World Series window to contend this season. And that's been, you know, I'm trying to scream from the mountaintops like, hey, let's start treating this organization like a World Series contending organization, not just a World Series contended core four or five guys. No, they're really good in a lot of areas. He's Clint Sterner, Sean Bajani with you. Uh, we can get back to this. There's a lot of meat on the bone here that we uh, have not yet discussed. But coming up next, can the Houston Texans and you, the fans, breathe a little bit easier now after the most recent head coaching hire? That's next at Sports Radio 610. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. In for Ron Hughley, Sean Bajani with you alongside Clint Sterner, Tyler Milner producing 713-572-4610. Get you involved in the show via the text line. You want to hit us up on Twitch and YouTube. That'd be cool as well. Place you could check us out, watch us, see our beautiful faces. Clint rocking the full beard, uh, looking very grizzled. When you said... Uh, you know, you could use a good dip. I was about to throw you my can here, where you were talking Dude, about. Dude, I like, was chips about to say, you like wintergreen? <laughs> yeah, no, chips and dip. Wintergreen, straight. You know, I don't know. What yeah, do you, what I don't. Do you like? I don't. I don't put I that worm you, dirt in my mouth, brother. I don't put that worm dirt. <laughs> that in my mouth. worm dirt. There, there was there was a day back back in my uh, my baseball days when I I grabbed a can and it was Copenhagen though. Mm. Um, I grabbed a can and I was gonna That's pop. Strong. I was gonna pop that thing. You know. Yeah, man. And uh, you popped it all over the place, didn't you? That can't opened up, and and it opened up right as I was swinging back towards my face. Got in your eye, all in my I, both eyes. And as I, <laughs> as I did it, I inhaled. It was in my nose. It was awful, man. You know what? 
It was awful. It's, it's never good when you pop it all over the place and some gets in somebody's eye, you know? Yeah, and then from yes. that point on, you probably said, you know what the Disgusting. hell with this stuff? I don't want that. I ain't going to touch this Well, stuff. I, I actually, I had no intentions of ever of ever putting that in my mouth at that point because one time when I was younger, I was about 12, we were we were out and we were going to, to play basketball in a church parking lot down the street from the house. Mm-hmm. And my cousin was a big dipper. Mm-hmm. I said, man, let me give me let me give me a let me give me a pull. Let me give me a pinch. Took a chew while you were playing ball, huh? Well, it was a dip, not a chew. Uh, but it, it was on the way to play basketball. Uh-huh. And the drive was long or the walk was long enough for my head to be spinning when I got to the basketball court. <laughs> and I immediately blew my enchiladas. <laughs> my El Toro enchiladas Ooh. all over the parking yeah. lot, and I and I never even considered putting putting that crap in my mouth again. I was, I was about twelve, max good, max twelve. Maybe good job eight. by you. I don't think I was seventeen till I uh, threw a whole bunch of <laughs> worm dirt in my eye, like you did. Mm. I wish at that point I would have said, you know what, the hell with this. But no, I was like, yeah, it tastes good. Ooh. I like it. Um, <laughs> I ask you a question. Can you breathe easier now that Bobby Slowick is not going to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons? Yes, absolutely. Hell yes. But can you I breathe mean, easier now just knowing that, or are you still worried about the Commanders, maybe even Seahawks? I, I'm still worried about both the Commanders and the Seahawks, but I mean, at, at the end of the day, we're down to two, right? We're down to yep. two jobs that need to be filled so that so that we can rest easy that our offensive staff is is going to be back. I mean, I, th- there is no doubt about it. When you look at the success that C.J. Stroud had this year, the offense had this year, you look at the development, the step that C.J. Stroud made, and one thing that that stands out to me big time, and I can't remember who in the hell I was I was uh, listening to. Um, it was a podcast, and it, and I can't remember who it was. In but, relation to, but C.J. Stroud, okay. it, it, they they were basically just saying, "Hey, this is not the C.J. Stroud that we saw at Ohio State." Mm. Uh, and they and they were, which I I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, that the the point was more, was 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 a, a very positive one, as it, like just the style of play, um, physically from a mechanic standpoint to to the way he was playing the game processing at a high level taking what the defense gave like they the, their overall point was this dude is taking a major step literally two or three games into his NFL season and he mm-hmm. to the point where he's playing better at the NFL level than he was at the college level and yep. um versus NFL you know opponents obviously and and that that is not CJ and CJ alone. That is a very complicated um, formula uh, with several players to get CJ to play consistently at the level that he was playing at this mm-hmm. year. I mean, when you talk about Bobby Slowick, you talk about Gerard Johnson. The times that I was at at, at uh, practice, which was the majority of of training camp, not majority hell, I think all but two practices of training camp. Bill Lazor was actively involved with the quarterbacks consistently. Um, you, you can even throw Case Keenum in that conversation. Like yes. the the environment around C.J. Stroud ha- was absolutely huge for him in taking that step. And, and I think the people that watched him in college closely, evaluated him for the draft and things like that, will realize pretty quickly and acknowledge that it's a whole different dude. And and that's not just about CJ. That is that in fact that is as much about the guys that are around him and the environment they're creating 
and, and the habits that they're that they're they're training him in, into having into owning. Uh, I mean, it's as much them as it is him. And so, yeah. uh, keeping these these individuals around C.J. Stroud is is of the utmost importance. I, uh, I I I gather with you having said all of that that you were just as concerned as I was about there being a disruption where there if there was no Bobby Slowick, if there was no maybe Gerard Johnson too to boot, if he got an OC job somewhere else, not with the Houston Texans, which is yeah. still I guess a realistic poss- a possibility uh, until it's not right that you were worried about CJ's growth maybe being disrupted a little bit. I didn't know if that was just me because when I think back to all of the times that Bobby Slowick spoke this season to the media and he's saying, you know, what's really a big difference maker here is the way that CJ is able to prepare. There's a reason. That's a reason why we're able to get through so many conversations fast, get to the game plans, not have to stop and go back and reteach all that stuff. Well, you have to if you can be well prepared all you want to be but are you preparing for the right thing are you preparing are you looking at the right things um somebody's got to give you that instruction and it was clear that Bobby Slowick and Gerard Johnson uh and the rest of that offensive staff were doing just that and CJ was coming you know overly prepared like ready to rock in the meeting room with those guys and I was worried about having to learn a different version of that system, different verbiage period, developing a relationship with a guy who Bobby Slowick said he couldn't imagine himself doing what he does without any of those guys in the room with him. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And I think about all of that. That is a big deal. Should I have a little bit more faith? Should we have a little bit more faith in a guy like C.J. Stroud when you say he's not the guy that, he, that we all saw at Ohio State? In fact, he's like, world's better should 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 we all kind of give him a little bit more respect that you know what if you do have to lose Slowick after one year sure he'd be able to pick up seamlessly a new system you know develop that relationship because I'm looking at it well he did it from Ohio State with the Texans yeah I mean, yeah well look I I think I think both can be true I mean there, there's I think CJ Stroud the, the one of the things like as as we watch CJ Stroud like one of the things that that I, I think is is real with C.J. Stroud is he's one of those dudes that sooner rather than later you could see like owning an offense for an entire franchise and the offensive coordinator and really quarterback coaches are relevant the way that Tom Brady did, mm. right? The way that Peyton Manning did. Uh, the the way that that Drew Brees did, I know Drew Brees was with Sean Payton, but there came a time when he knew Sean Payton's offense so well, it was like, hey man, I know what you're gonna call. Like that's the, I could see C.J. Stroud sooner rather than later being that in charge of of an offense, and ultimately the offense becoming C.J. Stroud's offense. Like it does just whatever whoever the next offensive coordinator is, obviously. It matters, yeah. But right now, after one year, I, I can't get there with CJ of just like, hey man, it don't matter who the OC is. There's not going to be any kind of backslide or, or anything like that. Like I got to believe if Bobby Slowick were to leave, um, that there would be we we as fans would see, uh, see a difference, see a difference, yeah. right? Now, if if Gerard Johnson is that dude, which he very well may be, if he's that dude and he jumps in there, 
and he was more responsible for what we've watched CJ do up to up to this date, then maybe he even gets better. But the juggling of offensive coordinators is a problem. Yeah. We've seen it in we've seen it in with, with teams this year. We saw it with with Buffalo over the last couple of years. Actually, yes. we we've seen it with the Cowboys. We we've seen it with the Eagles. We you know we've seen consistently. Um, Year in, year out, this happens with teams where the offensive coordinator moves on and and the team just is not what they once were. You're talking about a lot of really good teams with good quarterback situations. We usually talk about this in a negative connotation Mm -hmm. where a young quarterback has to deal with a new offensive coordinator year in and year out, and it's damaging to them. But a lot of the time, in fact, probably most of the time, they're not coming yeah. off of seasons like CJ had where he's offensive rookie of the year, rookie of the year type of a candidate, you know, or type of a player rather. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, th- there is no doubt like th- this dude is, is, is it's, it's baffling how good he's been. And maybe he is, maybe he's ahead of the curve and maybe he is above the offensive coordinator affecting his play to that, to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's blown my mind since he's been in the league, but I'm just not I'm not ready to, to go there yet. I, I think what we watched with this Texans offense and, and with CJ Stroud's development, maturity and 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 progression, I, I think it has an absolute ton to do with those guys around him. He's Clint Sterner, Sean Bajani in for Ron Hughley, Tyler Milner producing. Coming up next, the general John McClain joins the show. He'll discuss a little Texans off season with us as well as a championship weekend and more that's next with the general at sports radio 610 t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 